just as religion or politics have their own legal status, culture deserves its own. What Arturo discovered is that this uh, art brings benefits which are not to be calculated directly in money. That's what is the problem. We are perfect organizations, but we don't produce money. And that's a big, big, big problem. Welcome to the Theatre Art Live podcast, and hello. We're putting the spotlight on those who create live entertainment around the globe, the culture creators, the backstage masters. My name is Ana Aguilera. And my name is Ana Rob. On this episode, we'll be talking to Arturo Sastre Blanco and Claire Becker about technical education in Mexico and Latin America and its impact in the performing arts industry. Arturo is a publicist, cultural advisor, playwright, and theater director and producer. He's also the author of the book Art and Marketing, Teoría de Mercadotecnia de las Artes, and he developed a syllabus for different professional courses on theater and theater technologies in Mexico. He was awarded a silver medal by l'Académie Art Sciences Lettres in Paris in 2015. Claire Becker is a sculptor and photographer, and she is the co-editor of the book Art and Marketing. Hello, guys. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hello. So can you briefly, each one of you, introduce yourself and tell us just a little bit about you and how you got to where you are? Well, I have been restless and curious all my life. I have developed different professional areas, advertising, theater, cultural promotion, teaching, and cultural policy, also photography and audiovisual uh, producer. I have a, a, a influence of my father and mother because uh, uh, my father was a Marine, an officer of, of, uh, of Marine. He teach me a lot of things because we used to live in an island in Baja California. We used to navigate and I learned many things. I learned how to, to turn on a generator, uh, how to sail. And I learned sailing is uh, very similar to theater. All the words, all the terms, all the names in theater becomes from sailing. And uh, this is a, a very good influence. And my father is, was also a lawyer. That's the reason I learned how to interpret the legal situation of art, artists and political and cultural political. And this is a very important for me because he developed and he showed me the light of the, of the real and deep problems of art in this world. This is some kind of, of uh, description of my situation. And you, Claire? I've been an artist also all my life, uh, wanting to do everything, 
but I was uh, not able to do dance when I was very little. So when I had the chance, I dedicated 10 years of my life for that. I went to New York and in New York, I made the transition to, to sculpture. And then I discovered Mexico and I came to live in Mexico where I really started on my sculpture career. And uh, I met Arturo and we've been together for many years. So of course I got very interested in his theories and we've been working on this situation. Well, he's been working on it. I'm just in the background helping and uh, I'm very happy to be part of this so important process to make artists' lives better and best understood and giving a chance to have better conditions for artists in the world. Because although he's talking about the situation in Mexico, many, many of the problems that we encounter in Mexico are in fact all in, in the entire world. Uh, the art is not known as a product and not understood how it has to be managed neither the arts, neither the artists, because they're always compared to traditional merchandising or to traditional jobs. And uh, what Arturo understood is that they don't fit. We don't fit in this. This economical say, world. Right. You know, the artistic organization are different of, uh, of the other organizations. From the but, other. Mm -hmm. But the, the problem, the central problem is we don't have legal situation according our specificity of working, living, producing, and to be economically efficient organizations. And this is the, the real problem. This is the, the, the central problem all around the world. So what is particularly the scene like in Mexico in terms of that? And also, are there a lot of working artists? Is there a lot of theatres being, theatre shows being made? Is there value on theatre in Mexico? Yes, because the creation is not an economic organisation. The artistic organisation are not economic entities. Society cannot interpret that the director corresponds to the director of, of, of operations of uh, a company and the producer corresponds to the investor. Nobody understands that performers work because they are not ordinary workers. Our activity is different and does not have a proper legal status, is not productive like a business company. We don't produce products to the market. We produce art for ourselves, ourselves <laughs> in the first place and to enjoy and to share with others. We don't produce for buying. We, we, we don't know if, if the people like our songs or our plays or our acting. And uh, this is a very different kind of activity of the humanity. Anyway, we, we must fulfill the economic obligation as if, if we were 
productive, as if we were like a productive company. Paying taxes, taxes, more taxes than the other activities, for example. In Mexico. You no, know, we reach to be famous and the economic is very different and the, the, the way of living is different. It, it's happened with, with, for example, the problem, the problem you know, I want to, to sign is just as religion or politics have their own legal status, culture deserves its own. This is a, a new proposal that Arturo is making. It is so important because it has everything. He has everything in order to propose this for every country to have a specific status for the industry, the cultural industry. And it's, it's a wonderful proposition. And in, when you say a special status, do you mean a, a special sort of legal circumstances in which people can produce art? Is that what you're referring to? Yes, we need a, a new legal regimen. I wonder if it's, uh, sorry, a little bit how here in the, the States they have the non-for-profits, but then that's that spans all the, the areas that can fill all the charities and all the NGOs and all that that can fit into a non-for-profit. I wonder, Mexico has something similar, I bet. Yes, but this is something in between because we have a, a concepts in economy and financial terms which we don't know as an artist. For example, the intangible act assets. Intangible assets is something that exists everywhere, but as an artist, we don't recognize it as a, as a part work. So when we talk about non-profit organization, that means they don't want to put the money for create more money. That's it. But this is not our reality. It's not our reality as, for example, another creative activities as the investigators of, of scientists, they don't have how, how good will be the results of his work. We don't know if, if they is going to find, they, they will find the, the cure for cancer. Mm -hmm. So it, this is non-profit organization, but anyway, many others discoveries can be useful and we can stop uh, making investigation. We cannot living without creations. So it's another kind of activity that is not uh, designed for create money. So for, for increase, increasing capitals. We are working increasing cultural capitals. This is another way of, of see cultural matters. The problem is when the modernity comes and the king, the emperors stop to support arts and arts became 
and, uh, and other activity, but they was not pay for the paying for the kings. Okay, so then the states try to compensate this and absorb the responsibility of, of creation, but the modernity tries to to create richness through the productivity and the market and the consume. So it can be possible for the cultural industry, television, phonographs, cinema, television, no? Because they became industries. Because they they was born as an industry. But what happened with the other arts? So the organization, the artistic organizations as economic entities, they don't develop as one of them. We are perfect organizations. We have leadership, a purpose, no okay? Mm -hmm. Through the development of our organizations, the administration uh, science, we are perfect organizations, but we don't produce money. And that's a big, big, big problem. So we have to understand the calamity, the problem. It's a mix of problems. We have the economic problems, the administration problems, the social problems, the creation problems, and my fortune was when I uh, abandoned the publicity activity, as uh, I was a creative director in McCann Erickson and many others uh, advertising offices, and I want to be an artist. I was the pretension and the, the curiosity of being an artist. I recognized the big, big problem of uh, the absence of marketing and administration science. I start to, to ask me why, and I have the fortune to find another actor, director, and marketer. And we start to asking us what's happened with us, what is our problem, and, and we find what's, what's this, this problem. So, the conclusion is we need new laws all around the world. We need a new kind of organization legally because we deliver another type of capitals. And we are treated very unfortunately because, for example, authors' rights. We lose our property after 90 years. Why? If you buy Coca-Cola or you buy a building, you don't lose your property. No? This is unfair. No? There are many, many examples of, of uh, this location, injusticias, injustice of our activity. So, this is the conclusion. This is the center of my work. 
And uh, when you ask me what happened with the directors and the producers in Mexico, it's the same problem all around the world. In France, government assumed the responsibility of creation because they know they are creating cultural capitals which helps to develop another kind of industries and another kind of movements of money. But in a country as, as our, Mexico. Uh, Mexico, the government is closing offices, programs, and budgets. So this is very, very sad. And unlike the United States, there is no private capital invested in the arts. Well, that's uh, kind of what I was sort of thinking. Do you think that there's been a shift in sort of the last, say, 10 to 15 years from government supporting arts to more corporations supporting arts and therefore that, that even drives that dysfunctional model even more because corporations are looking to make money out of the entertainment business? Yes, we, we must to, to study the way to make sure for the young people how to design a project of, of life, how to make money with our work. And we need supports and we need an ambient of market fair clarity of future uh, and good laws because we have laws unfinished many uh, faults for example the the rights of of uh, seguimiento an artist can receive a percentage of a secondary sell in the secondary market for example no? But the authorities of law, they don't develop this, uh, they don't decide how, how much is the percentage of this right. And this is very, very sad because it's, 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 not, uh, it's not possible to develop a, a life project in this way. The other, other side of the problems is, is the capacity, knowledge of other things, there are no arts. We don't know anything of, of laws. Ooh. In the school, they don't teach anything. About what is to be an artist in real life and besides creating, how they should deal as a business to make money and to live off their art. Right? That's it. Mm -hmm. You have no idea how many times this topic comes up in our podcasts. It comes from stage managers, it comes from artists, it comes and it's the same. Nobody taught me the business of being an artist. They taught me how to be an artist but not the business and it's something that it's becoming so obvious to me and Anna now in all of our discussions so it's so funny that you say it as well because I think this is the biggest work, the biggest work that has to happen. Of course, because if we start learning that in school, then we would be 
having new artists that are more aware of the problematics and would try to resolve it and, and be demanding Absolutely. of the authorities because it's something that is really missing in society. And it's a, it exists everywhere else. Why not in the art? We notice that there is always this uh, um, aggressivity against artists that because they enjoy so much what they do, it's enough and they should not also be successful as business. So we have to also yes. look at that aspect of things, you know, this bohemian idea of art. And from the marketing, we can see the, the first light of the problem. And that means which kind of product we make. Where is defined? How define art in, in, in the many ways of uh, presentations? And that is the, the first part of, of our work, the definition of the product art from the marketing, from administration, from finances, from economics, and we, we can do it, we do it. We finally do it. We have the answer for the teaching Because the problem is, how do I teach marketing? How do I teach financing? If the product and the results economically and the profits is not visible, no? So can I do this? And we finally did it. We did it. We did it. We defined it. <laughs> we defined it. <laughs> we can teach, it, teach this all around the world because it's the same process and are the same point of view. For example, the intangible assets is a concept normalized all around the world and we can be rich through this concept. Two questions. One, is that what you address on the book, the how you do it? And second, How do you apply that to the programs you have developed in the different schools at Conalep, UNAM, and all these big schools, quote-unquote, in Mexico? Okay, we are speaking about other problems, about another situation. I teach marketing because I was a marketer and I developed this theory But also, I was a producer, and I understand the, the technical matters. And finally, somebody rents me a theater, and I said, I'm going to teach marketing here, and also escenotechnia, technical matters. matters. And uh, as a teacher of technical things, We have the, the same problem. The organizations create workers inside of, of them. But now the providers come from other places. You don't construct the stages, you buy them. You don't construct the structures and the lightings, you rent them. 
So the form of production change is not in the center of the theater, as usually in the past. We provide them from others, and the others don't know how to teach these principles and these uh, uh, scientific terms. And we create the the escuela, the school, from the principles of science. You know? First, the staging, uh, the staging things. We, we, we know we must to teach what is electricity, what is energy, what's physical process, how happens the dimmer, how can I program a computer? Why can I program a pro computer? And what's happened if, if, if something happens? And the problems of, of accidents are many in, in our stages. Uh, so I, I ask for help to the providers. I tell, tell them, I'm going to teach stage uh, stage in security and then what yes i'm gonna teach and graduate technicians what do you need they ask me anything anything you can give it give it to me give me anything and they put seven million pesos of equipment in an old theater for teaching we don't use as a theater. I don't have any time. I teach and, and, and teach and teach and teach. Three months later from the opening, I get worried because somebody helps me to teach. I don't, I'm not a teacher. How can I teach this? I, I am doing this well. I make an in, in, um, investigation. I find the school in Barcelona, in Spain, we can speak, and uh, they have the same problem, how to teach this thing. And uh, fortunately, I find the methodology of uh, Educación por Competencias, which means how do I need to, to know the scientific basis, how many skills did I know, and what sense of humor to do this I need. Together with, with other schools, they, they want to homologize the competences between all the different countries of the, the European, European Union. Union. Because it's the same work in Italy, the stage manager from England, and the jefe de, uh, jefe de foro is the same work in Spain from Italy or France. Or how, how can we homologate all the competences, the skills, and how we teach them the same all around the world? And we find it. We do it. And we find... Because I, I want to buy the programs, the syllabus. The, I want to buy the syllabus, but they tell me, you must to do your own. Sorry, 
and we do our own with the same results all together. And we teach this with autonomy, with our resources. The student pay for it. It's a free school, but uh, we lost the place. The owners sell the theater to the government. They kick us out. They put the national company of theater. They don't take care about us. But something happened. The world of our theater collapsed and began to ask them, where? Wow. Technician exists. Technicians must to be capacitated teachers. And the University Nacional, La Universidad Nacional, called me to transform the plan de estudios. Mm -hmm. The curricular studies. The curricular studies, which it doesn't move from 46 years. They teach only how to act, how to write, how to play, how, but know how to produce and know how to hang a, a lamp. Can you believe it? 46 years. And finally, we changed the plan. We do it. They called me from, from another university. And then Bellas Artes. Bellas Artes is the institution for the arts. And they have the responsibility of teaching arts all around the nation. But they don't want to teach technicians. And these people is how I ended up roaming around the world trying to learn stuff. Yes, you come from this school? No, when I was in Mexico, there was none of these programs yet. And I didn't know how to learn. I literally went and asked my teacher. I had a teacher who was a designer, a lighting designer. I was like, I like to do these things. I know I do them in the theater. I don't know how they're called. I was stage managing shows. I didn't know what I was doing. What was it called and how did it work? It's like, how can I learn more? <laughs> and he's like, well, there's books in the United States. And, and so I started getting books. <laughs> yeah, because it's true. There was a, a gap of time between the time that the school, Arturo School, closed and the new studies were available in the UNAM and in CONALEP. Yes. How many years were without anything to offer to the public? Seven years. About seven years. Nobody could learn anything formally in that time. Mm -hmm. Yes, and, and uh, finally, for circumstances, the general director of Bellas Artes and the general director of the School of Technicians of all the industry in Mexico meet them in a political event. Met together, you mean? Yeah, they met, they together. met together. They sit together. And how, how do you do? Oh, I'm, I'm the director of Bellas Artes, Bell Arts. And you, I'm teaching technicians. Oh, I need to, something to something like this for my technicians. And uh, they, they call me, 
and we do the first career in in Mexico, but they don't have the resources in the school. The the youngs, the young boys, they need they have to come out the school you know, to find the theaters. To, to find the theaters of Bellas Artes, but they have their own problems because the the sindicatos, the unions are very tough, are very closed, are very protective of their privileges. Uh, to say it like that, right? That's their problem now. So this is the situation all around the world. It's, it's not easy. It's, it's difficult to, to understand this industry because they want to understand it as industry, a normal industry. is not. It's not like all the rest of industries in, in the world. It's completely different. It's like a science. The similar is science. Creation and design, all the creativity, we are in the same status. Creativity, investigation, science, and design. What Arturo discovered is that this uh, art brings benefits which are not to be calculated directly in money. That's what is the problem. It has benefits that can create money later on. But not because you have not an immediate monetary benefit that it should be placed into something that never produces money, like like the nonprofits. That's why we are in between the two, and we do not have a status that allows to recognize that a cultural uh, capital is going to produce value on a later time. So it is value of itself. That is not recognized in society. Right? That is the problem. Because we don't know this. When I speak with the financial, financial. people, our administrative counters, or, they understand quickly. But the artists don't want to know anything about administration, money, counting, economy. They, they refuse. All this and marketing also, uh, marketing also. So it's it's difficult to introduce this knowledge in the schools because the directors and the the professor doesn't understand. Yeah. But the good news is this knowledge exists. <laughs> yeah. And we've seen lately much more opening of mind towards marketing. I think in any job, there's aspects of it that you may not enjoy but are necessary to do the job. So unfortunately for artists, the business is something that has to be a part of their infrastructure of their job and their role and especially marketing now because with social media and representation and people need to become their own brand as an artist or a, or a company needs to become their own brand for visibility. But I really love your analogy of it being like science because I've never really thought about our industry in that way. And it really is because I I went to school with a lot of medical people and they work in science and they get money to do research, like you said, with no Uh, determined outcome. So there's no 
put, you know, we don't know where that's going and money will be put into cancer research or this or that and they will go for years and develop work that may be a dead end um, or it may come with a cure for something. So I think that's a great analogy but then you've got that layer is because science doesn't necessarily need to market themselves or have an audience. So that's a that's another facet. So there's parallels to science in terms of that creation and exploration. And then the business side of it also has that ability, you know, the marketing. So it's such, like you said, it's such a unique infrastructure. It really has to sit on its own. The normal industry pay for the work. The work which can be substituted for another person. If somebody has five fingers, two hands, and can do the movement of the machine, can be replaced, okay? And you pay for the time and the work, and the work. That's it, this is the normal industry. But in arts and knowledge and investigation, we prize the special capacities of individuals. This is a great knowledge. A great, uh, this is very important because irreplaceability. <laughs> this idea comes from Aristoteles. Yeah, and, and it's so um, similar to science and, again, coming back to your analogy, because if somebody does a particular strain of research in breast cancer research, then they are then they compound on that knowledge to go further into it. You don't suddenly take somebody that's been studying neurology and put them on that cancer research and continue that. It has something that evolves over time um, and in compounded. And, and I guess what you're saying in arts, it's the same thing. People build that vocabulary and compound on that. And that needs to be valued as a knowledge and a skill set. Yeah. So now we need to find the pharmaceuticals and the big oil and, uh, you know, all these people with the big bucks that pay for the research, regardless of the outcome. So we need these people that will let us create regardless of the outcome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the first step is stop government. Don't treat me as another industry. Stop. I don't have to pay the same taxes in the same way. I don't have the, the I, I have another situation of the compare for, from other workers. We don't have savings. We don't have social security. We, we can have it. So it is not fair for us this country, okay? Stop, start to create reforms, you know, in, in each country from this theory, from this knowledge, from this big, uh, understanding of the work must be paid, must be enough for all, for all the, the life, and we, we have to plan another uh, kind of uh, world. We must change the world. 
and it's possible. It's in the box. Just bring the knowledge from the box and let's talk about this effort. I want to congratulate your work, your effort is very important. It's very good to do it. It's very good to stay with you. Thank you very much for, for letting me speak about this. Let me share this with you. I appreciate very, 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 very much. Thank you very much. Let's don't stop. Never stop. Please. Thank you. And thank you for um, sharing with us. Thank you so much. We learned so much. And yes, we're going to take your torch and carry carry that philosophy. I, I, I think I want to think about and research that more and, and see how we can apply that to our work. Yeah. Yes, and uh, part of our goal is to translate in English the book and the theory so it's easier to be brought. So for whoever speaks Spanish and wants to read the book, the book is available on Amazon, right? And if there is a translator there, please let us know. It's the Teoría de Mercadotecnia de las Artes. You you can uh, read it in the, in the paper. I yes, I'll share the link on the notes. We'll we'll share it. Art and Marketing Teoría de la Mercadotecnia de las Artes on Amazon. We'll put a, a link to to it. Yeah. Perfect. It was wonderful to speak with you guys today. Thank you so much. Really. Same here. It's great to know you. We all around the world with uh, the same. Yeah love for the arts we would love to hear from you our listeners on who you would like us to feature on this podcast or what topics fascinate you there's a link in our podcast description where you can send us your podcast requests and guest nominations theater art life provides regular monthly webinars and podcasts for free and if you have the means donations can be made via a link in the podcast description we would be thankful for any support you can give us you can learn more about Theatre Art Life, the global media site for entertainment, at www.theatreartlife.com. And you can follow us on all social media platforms. We want to thank David Zare for composing the music for our podcast. We are your hosts, Anna and Anna, and this is the Theatre Art Life podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>